What a lovely day it is already and is going to be, although I'm sure you wish it was a little bit warmer at this hour, but that's the way it is this time of year. Nine degrees right now, but reaching for a high today of 21 degrees. Won't be enough to uh, freeze out the wasps, but uh, I think we can make it through wasp season. So uh, there's going to be a lot of activity today, and it's kind of hard to predict how many people really are going to turn out. But They represent themselves and this event as the million-person march in Canada. It's going to happen in multiple cities. Queen's Park is the venue for Toronto. Covering this series of protests and sort of the social dynamic of it all is Karima Sad, a Toronto-based lawyer and independent journalist. And Karima joins us now. Hi, Karima. Hi, John. How are you? I'm okay. Did you decide on which city you were going to cover this in? Yes. In fact, I'm on the GO train on my way to Whitby. You're going to Whitby. Okay. So um, how big do we expect these protests to be? Because people tend to judge a cause based on the number of people who actually set things aside and go downtown. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say, um, in part because there are some cities where there is clear organizing that's taking place on the ground and others where there's little more than a flyer that's been published. So the total cumulative number uh, remains to be seen. I do expect there to be sizable demonstrations for sure in Toronto, Ottawa, Hamilton, uh, a few cities out west and out east as well. Who are the people organizing this or does it actually have any kind of central command? Um, there, there are groups who are at the core of this. Um, initially, the event was spearheaded um, by a handful of Muslim parents who have either religious or cultural objectives to what they would call LGBTQ plus lifestyle and um, soji being taught in schools, sexual orientation, gender identity. Uh, the idea was then kind of quarterbacked or hijacked, depending on who you talk to, um, by a more secular group of parents whose concerns are really more focused on what's being taught in schools, policies, teachers, etc. All of this is being kind of characterized uh, as either concern for children or hate-based rhetoric, again, depending on who you ask. And the thing is, there are plenty of people near the center of this controversy who have concerns as parents, and then there are people who have concerns about, uh, you know, anti-LBGTQ sentiment. But on both sides of the spectrum, there are also some pretty dodgy figures. That is an understatement and a half. Um, You know, it, it is like any social issue where there are people who are genuine believers, folks who are well-meaning, folks who get caught up in the hype and frenzy, and people who are just looking for trouble. Um, And I I think in this scenario, we have representation from all of those groups. Okay, well, I mean, because it's been identified that some of the protesters may have association with white nationalists, but then there are counter-protesters who are fairly intolerant of dissent as well. Yeah, that's, uh, I I would agree with your assessment there. Um, And the characterization of people as white nationalists, um, you know, they're, again, when you have a hodgepodge, um, that label may apply to certain individuals. The main source of this information, though, is the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, and it's currently under a fair bit of scrutiny for information that was 
provided to the RCMP and the media during the convoy that turned out to not be accurate. And so we really have to take a close look and I think do our best to assess on the merits. And I mean, I guess there's no way of predicting it, but do you expect that uh, we're going to be able to keep both the protesters and counter protesters apart today or could things end up getting a little heated? It'll depend on local police reaction. Um, it'll depend as well on the extent to which protesters either adopt policies of peaceful engagement or relative non-engagement, or if they are more active in trying to suppress one another's voices. And the more we lean toward tactics that incite antagonism or violence, the more likely we are to see um, something go wrong. So I hope that's not the case. We are dealing with a lot of cities, a lot of personalities, so plenty of moving parts. It, for that reason, it's hard to predict. We've been lucky up to this point in Canada, but you know the constant amping up of emotion uh, is not healthy overall, I would say, for our societies. Thanks a lot for this, Karima. Have a good time, and uh, I'll be following your reporting today. Thanks, John. Kareem Assad is a Toronto lawyer 